good day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today as it gripped firmly to the solid rock of the Word of God? Great to have you. Thanks for so much for listening in and letting me come into your home or into your computer or phone so that we might be able to share some of the great enduring truths of the Word of God. We are celebrating a hymn history today. I don't know when you're listening to this, but it's Friday when it's being released, and I hopefully uh, it will be, though, enduring rather than just a Friday, but it will be uh, something that will minister to your heart. It is Hymn History Friday. Uh, the hymn that we're looking at today actually has its foundation meaning um, or uh, 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 built on the, uh, the Second Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. The Bible says, According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that hath called us to, to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Well, if you took a glance at the title of the hymn that we're looking at today, this is a hymn that has been sung for many, many years in the history of the church. Uh, the text was first published in uh, under the title, Exceeding Great and Precious Promises. That was the name of the hymn. In 1787, it was first published uh, by a British pastor whose name was John Rippon, R-I-P-P-O-N. And it comes from that passage in Second in uh, First Peter, Second uh, no, Peter chapter one and verse four, exceeding great and precious promises. John Rippon was putting together a hymn book. We really don't know a lot about this particular hymn, which now we know to be called "How Firm a Foundation." Uh, we've sung this many times. I even know the page number in our hymn book at church. Uh, but this hymn has been sung so many times. John Rippon did the church a great service when uh, he put this hymn book together. He was a Baptist minister that was in London. He collected and edited and published uh, many, uh, several collections of hymns throughout his life. And unfortunately, he frequently neglected to to list the authors of the hymns that he published, and he'd often make changes to the text uh, to the text without even acknowledging which of the words were the original author's words and which were his alterations to it. That's been really frustrating for a lot of historians and hymno uh, hymnologists. <clears throat> but the text for this hymn, uh, as noted in his hymn book, never having been published before, it was attributed simply to the uh, um, to somebody named K, just the letter K. Uh, there have been a lot of speculation down through the years about who wrote this hymn. If you've ever sung or read the words of this hymn, it has tremendous theology, tremendous... Uh, whoever wrote it clearly had a depth of understanding of their Bible that enabled them to write those lyrics uh, in such a rich way. Uh, this text for this hymn, then, was written by somebody with the letter K. Uh, there are some people that have speculated that it may refer to a man named Richard Keene. Uh, he was the song leader in the church where Rippon was the pastor. He was his, 
his music director. Uh, the text has been set to several melodies through the years. It hasn't always had the one that uh, you may know it by now. The tune known as Foundation uh, is actually American folk melody, uh, but it's not known even who wrote it or what the original lyrics for that melody might have been. But somehow here in America and in the Christian church, uh, Kay's song, uh, How Firm a Foundation, was set to an American melody that everybody would have been familiar with. Uh, the arrangement that uh, we currently use probably in our hymn book uh, has been the one that has been sung now for, for many years. I love the song, How Firm a Foundation, You Saints of the Lord, is laid for your faith in His excellent word. What more can He say than to you He has said, to you who for refuge to Jesus have fled? Then the second stanza, which has been uh, ministered to so many people, <coughs> fear, not, <coughs> excuse me, fear not, I am with you. Oh, be not dismayed, for I am your God and will still give you aid. I'll strengthen you, help you, and cause you to stand upheld by my righteous, omnipotent hand. When through the deep waters I call you to go, the rivers of sorrow shall not overflow, for I will be with you your troubles to bless and sanctify to you your deepest distress. When through fiery trials your pathway shall lie, my grace all-sufficient shall be your supply. The flame shall not hurt you, I only design your dross to consume and your gold to refine. And then last of all, the soul that on Jesus has leaned for repose, I will not, I will not desert to his foes. That soul, though all hell should endeavor to shake, I'll never, no, never, no, never forsake. Well, this particular hymn has always been uh, a great minister to the hearts of, of God's people. And I suppose what really ministers to my soul when, those, when I read those words is that there is a nearness of God in, that, in, in, in those lyrics. Um, God has placed within everybody a desire, every human being, a desire to, um, to know God and to know that he cares and to know that he's ordering my life and that he is uh, deeply concerned and involved in how my life unfolds. God is not an impersonal creator who just set the world in motion and then has no involvement with it. But he's not just an idea either, which allows anybody to define God as they would see fit. To be able, I was talking with somebody even today that was, try, he was a Christian and he was trying to witness to somebody and they said, well, you know, basically truth is whatever you want it to be. You, God is not somebody you make in your own image. You're made in the image of God. Uh, he is intimately involved in every minute detail of creation, uh, and we would have no way to know him personally unless he revealed himself to us. 
But he has revealed himself to us. You don't have to look any further than, for instance, Psalm 19, that God in creation has revealed things about himself and testifies of his glory. Uh, And yet, at the same time, general revelation and creation is not enough to tell us everything about him. Special revelation, the word of God, the scriptures themselves are what God adds to his general creation in order that we might detailed um, precision with detailed precision be able to know who he is. That's how he communicates to us. How firm a foundation, ye saints of the Lord, is laid for your faith in his excellent word. That's why we sing that song. The word of God is that foundation to help us to be able to know him. The Bible contains the absolute complete testimony of God's communication of himself to us. So I challenge you today. What a a wonderful blessing the truth of the word of God has. And I hope that as a result of you Uh, reading and singing that hymn that it ministers grace to you. Just a couple interesting facts before I close the podcast today of how popular, how firm a foundation has really been. Um, Despite its anonymity, uh, for 230 years anyway, how firm a foundation has brought comfort. It was sung at the death of, uh, um, on the deathbed of President Andrew Jackson and at the funerals of both Robert E. Lee and Theodore Roosevelt. Uh, and there was a story that was told, I won't give all the details, but on Christmas Eve of 1898, one man said he sat in his tent in the balmy tropical night near Havana in Cuba chatting with fellow officers of Christmas and home. But suddenly from the camp of the 49th Iowa rang a sentinel's call. Uh, 12 o'clock and all's well. It was now Christmas morning. And scarcely had the cry of that watchman died out when the from the band's tents of that same regiment there rose the music of an old familiar hymn. And one clear baritone voice a voice led the chorus and quickly ran along those those fields. How firm a foundation, ye saints of the Lord. Then another voice joined in and another and another. And in a moment, the entire regiment was singing. And then the 6th Missouri joined in with the 4th Virginia and all the rest till all along the long ridges above that great city of Havana where spirit, Spanish tyranny once went forth to enslave the new world a whole army corps was singing fear not i am with thee O be not dismayed for i am thy thy god and will still give thee aid i'll strengthen thee help thee and cause thee to stand upheld by my righteous omnipotent hand so what a wonderful hymn encourage you to sing it in your devotional time and meditate on its words and it'll bring great blessing to your soul. God bless you. Find yourself in the house of God in this next couple days here. The Lord's Day is coming up. Get out of bed. Get ready. Get dressed. You're going to be in the presence of the Lord and serve Him and worship Him on that first day of the